Bonjour, Elf Meter Sangazoon tight, I guess, on this episode of Carnival of Randomness. Parliamo! <laughs> and what can I say else about That's that? Uh, there is Greg over there who's like not paying attention. I'm uh, here. Hi! Parliamo! <laughs> anyway, I'm very glad to have Ken back. Hello, Ken Colombo. Ken, who did you bring? Are you silent we have partner a with very, you? Very, very, very special guest today, silent partner. Direct. Direct from Rome, Italy, we have Margherita Rizzuti is here. She will be attending school at Aquinas Institute. But she won't hear her because she's not talking. But she's going to say buongiorno <laughs> right now. Buongiorno. Hey! All right, there it was. Now she's going back to Italy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> see you next later. week, everybody. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Did you know, the one thing I found out, do you know what the modern Italian flag where it came from? No. I found this out, you know. The red, white, and the green? Yeah. You know where it came from? You, you, Irish. No, Napoleon. They spilled pasta on something. Else? <clears throat> no, I don't it was Napoleon. <laughs> when Napoleon, when they went through Italy, he came up with the flag. Now, the blue, black, and rouge, he changed it to the green, white, and red. And now the, the popular lore wow. is that it's green because green was his favorite color for the tricorn. Well, well who knew? Did you know that? I love those historical Marjorie. notes you those? just find when you're reading and you find these... Interesting little tidbits. And coming out of the pandemic with all the time we've had to go yeah. down those rabbit holes, yes. we. And it's also those other things where there's so many things in life where you don't even think about some things like that, like little things like that, and all of a sudden it's like... I don't even think about much of anything most of the time. Greg, when was the last time you thought about the flag being a different color like that than the... Uh, probably never. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting to know. Now I'll make it a, a point of conversation every time I'm drunk. And I'm happy to say that we have one of those flags. The Italian flag is flying in our yard because we have a very special guest from Rome, Italy. <laughs> Margarita Rizzuti is here. Say hello, Hi. Margarita. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but one of you could possibly say, why did you pick Rochester? <laughs> Yeah, that is a good question. Because he paid for the ticket. I did not pay for the ticket. <laughs> Mama and Papa, no? Yeah. See. Because I had five choices and Rochester was the best one. Oh, my God. I'm what were the, <laughs> well, there's a lot of Italian heritage here. I mean, it would make what sense. What were the other choices? <laughs> Troy, New York? It was like Hell, Michigan or something. <laughs> if you went to Buffalo, you have to speak Polish. Pantaluma, California. Pantaluma, California. Pantaluma? Pantaluma, am I saying that right? Pennsylvania, I don't know. <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Why is it? Because the plane flight was a lot farther there. Do you something? remember? Do you remember the other cities? Yeah, Eugene in, in Oregon. Eugene, Oregon. Vancouver in Washington. Vancouver, that's beautiful. Then, no. Washington, though, human in Washington. Very not. wet. The school wasn't good. Bad school. And then. Malascuola. <laughs> and then Rochester. And Rochester, and you picked Rochester because we're terrific. Yeah. Well, we have best. quite the Italian heritage here. So well, we got the sense. we we have the population. We have the the immigration that happened many years ago, where we're now settled in. How many generations? Many, many. Yeah, yeah very many true. Generations now. The Blue Gardenia, I remember. Yeah, not that. Come on, we're not going <laughs> to go down that. Road. No, we're not going to go down. It's <laughs> a different kind of uh, thing we won't talk about. But. One of you could talk about like how the music scene is in Rome. Probably Ken, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I would imagine. Ken will, for, Ken will do it. 
I don't. <laughs> so I have a question. Shoot. Is it true? Because a friend of mine went there. Do you know Jim Via? Oh, Krypton 88. Oh, yes. Him and his wife went to Rome a few months ago. And they were only there a couple of days, and they got their they got pickpocketed and got everything taken. It's true, right? There's a lot of pickpockets in Rome. What's pickpockets? When they steal, steal your stuff. Man, we talked about this yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like now, on the I subway or the but train. But that's a popular yeah. lore in every yeah. city. When I was in Moscow, but I heard everything. when I went to London, my friends they were saying, "Oh, we're proud of our pickpockets. It's like yeah. part of the culture." <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it's a living. I mean, it's better than standing on an exit ramp, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. No, but that is, it's true. No, yeah, I have heard that many yeah. times before. We discussed it uh, earlier, Marguerite and I. And so you can talk about it. A little bit, yeah. I can talk from what you said. <laughs> that it's not as rampant as what it's made out to be here in, in the United States. But it does exist, and you have to be careful when you. What do you say when you're in metro. big crowds? The train in the metro, yeah. The metro areas where everybody's pushed together. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, but everything. These guys are good. I mean, they took everything, <laughs> purse. I mean, wallet, everything, money. I mean, I don't. Know, somehow they got everything. It's funny. They lost their passport. I mean, all that stuff. Oh, they had to go to the consulate. That's, anyway, that's another that's story. Terrible. It couldn't take my sanity. It's been gone a long time by this point. Yeah. But I think also, too, consider, like, if you're traveling, you probably want to get out of there, get home, so they figure you're not going to really pursue it that much. True. That's true. Yeah. Well, luckily, they I guess they had a friend. Somebody helped them out, and they got they were able to stay someplace and get organized. But, yeah, I mean, that's just like, I mean, what a vacation to yeah, have. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. That is, that's terrible. We had one friend, like, when I went to Moscow, they shipped her luggage to uh, Chicago. <laughs> so that was another Oh, thing. man. There was another. Well, then you thing. go on a shopping spree and buy all new stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Not sure. in Moscow the way it was when we were there. Like we're fighting the roaches off. Can I get a pair of jeans? Sure, stuff. eighty bucks. <laughs> gum, gum was another one. Like chewing gum, jeans. Popular. Yeah. The, to get. They said they to want? bring like you could trade if you brought like juicy yeah. fruit or something. Because this was the Soviet Union and just. Oh, and rest in peace, McCain. Where, where, where are we now? Italy or uh, we were in Moscow? But let's go back Moscow. to Italy now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So, what is like the music scene like there? Like one of you, I got a question. Though, and this is serious. Do the kids listen to rap? Is the rap the same in Italy as it is here? No. How is it different? I don't know. We, it's like people that talk on music. Right. Well, it's not rap. It's trap. Trap. Yeah. What is trap? I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Margarita, folks. <laughs> a, a, a cornucopia of musical knowledge. <laughs> so, Ken, what is your, like, in terms of Italian music, what have you listened to over the years, like, in terms of classical, in terms of... You know what? I can remember vividly. Uh, as a kid, my mom had a stack of the 78s. And there was Pavarotti, and there were, no, not even Pavarotti. Who was the one before him? Caruso. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big tenors and all like that. And then she had a lot of Italian novelty records too. Johnny Puella with the harmonicas. I, don't know if you I think it's a bigger pop scene than it is. A there was a scene. There, well, yeah. this well, we're talking now fifty years. Yeah, ago. I mean, I'm 60, sure there is some rap. I've never heard any, but ago. you know, I don't. But we did grow up with, and because of my grandparents too, we'd go over after mass on a Sunday morning, 
and my grandmother would be making the sauce. And that's true. She would be cooking and making the sauce. Making and they the would sauce. Have, yeah. They would have yeah. the radio on, and it would be all the Italian. They had Italian stations, I'm sure, back then. Because the, uh, you know, the immigrant population was so high. The, Honey, can you clean audience. the carpets? I've been making the sauce! No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why there's a 12 well, You'd never ask your husband back then to clean the carpets. <laughs> that was just not going to happen. <laughs> there, there what was, was the irony? The the irony. Yeah, it's kind of come full circle. But they should do, like, hey, the 12 days of Christmas, they should do the Seven Fishes Feast, like, as a Christmas song. That Feast was, of Seven I, Fishes. I remember that. Because my dentist, Dr. Vicaretti, he always talked about it because, like, the seaside communities, you do the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Mm -hmm. And I always, and I actually, because a friend mentioned to me, I just said, oh, by the way, you live by the sea. Do you do that? And he's like, ah, you know something. Yeah, And I'll absolutely. let me stick the thing, the thing in your mouth so you can drool. Do you do that at Christmas time with the with the feast and you, before midnight on Christmas Eve, before it's Christmas Day, where you do... Uh, the bacala, the bacala, and, and all the different, the shrimp, and all the different fish? It depends, no. We don't do it. He, but you know what we're talking about, the Feast you of the Seven... the margarite from Rome. <laughs> the Feast of the Seven Fishes, you know this? No. Because you couldn't eat meat, right, during the Christmas holiday, yeah. and up to and including Christmas Day, so Christmas Eve you couldn't, but everybody waited until midnight... And then when it was midnight, oh my God, then you could eat the meat. Right. But until then, you had shrimp, and you had babalucci, snails, and you would have calamari, and you would have, what were some of the, um, cod, bacala, right? Salted cod. Octopus and all? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And they would put these Salted all hooker. in. No. And they <laughs> put it all went in the sauce, and it all got prepared, and it was it was wonderful. It's showing about how Rochester is, though. When I mentioned Rome, everybody just responds, "Oh, Rome, New York." Yeah, we're not, right. We're definitely not that cultured here, right? And I go, well, well, yeah, if you stop by Hamlin, there's a college, there's Hamilton College, and I think there's a town that has a pizza parlor and a laundromat. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you seeing new locally here? What, what kind of uh, what kind of things are sticking out in your mind, perking up your ears? Well, Greg, what have you done? Seen anything doing? What are you doing that? Well, I'm I'm shocked. Well, I shouldn't be, I guess. <clears throat> I was at a Big Lots or whatever. I mean, the Halloween stuff's out, which I guess I get, but the Christmas stuff's already out. The lights and stuff, and it's like really, it Christmas now, <laughs> and that has to do. I, with... You wanted me to steer the topic, no, so no, I'm no, steering the gonna, topic. And how does that <laughs> fit in with? What's new on the local music scene here? Oh, I didn't hear you say music. I just oh, thought you said scene. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, who, who have you seen? Who uh, you Christmas seen? music is being played everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there. Who Good have, save, huh? Who have you seen that's new and interesting and seems to be hitting their stride locally lately? Uh, well, just last night I saw Don Mancuso's band, Lips Turn Blue, with Roy Stein playing drums, who's a Good acquaintance of mine. And Been around for a yep. few years. We were, only a few we were talking years a little before the show, and it was funny because he's. I guess he's playing with. Uh, oh God, I can't think of it. That's like a top forty type band. Me and the boys. He's playing with me and the boys now. What, that, 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 what, is he? Is he officially subbing, or is he officially? I think he's in. in yeah. But he was telling me about how he thought that music was going to be fairly simple to learn, and he was shocked to realize how intricate all this pop stuff is. If you're going to do it right. Yeah. 
the yeah. Bruno Mars and all these things, but all the stops and all the different rhythms and the syncopations. <clears throat> and then um, a couple of weeks ago, whatever, last week, I guess, I saw our illustrious engineer slash producer, Andy, play with uh, Fairport, the Chicago, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fairport Transit there. And that was really good. I mean, those songs, that's a <laughs> lot of stuff to learn. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I give those guys a lot of credit. And of course, Bobby Avotney was playing trumpet, and I went to high school, or uh, Nazareth with him. Right. Now, that was, that's their second year that they've done that show. Is it? I think. I, am I, I don't know. I've I never seen it, it before. So. I, you know, I, I want to say. Maybe coming back. Maybe a couple, th three at the most. And you have to remember Chicago, you think like at the end of their run with Sotero was all that really, really, really pop stuff. The early stuff's really cool. David Foster ruined those guys. Personal opinion. You know, all the, like, the early things are really cool. Mm -hmm. cool. There's a lot of stuff. I actually have their Christmas album, too, because of my weird collections of Bobby. You know, the only album. thing I'm upset uh -huh. about is I wanted to see this band Dirty Honey, and they're playing at Del Lago. They're like a modern Aerosmith-type rock. Oh, jeez. And I'm going to be... I have to play someplace. But they are really, really good. I like. I got bought their disc, and it's, it's, it's really just, just good riff rock. You know, good right. old-fashioned riff rock. How about you? Have you... If you you know, really gotten into Rob uh, new and different. I would say anywhere? okay. Let's take locally or let's otherwise. Let's take. Uh, I found like a lot of my music takes not locally. I'm showing my crotchety old age because it's all old stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. And but like it's like there's one like in terms of like people not from around here. I found a singer, a country singer, H.C. McIntyre. I like a lot. And Skylar Guttas, who I found because she was in a big star cover band and she does her own music and oh. she's like a singer songwriter, but she does a really good version of 13. You know, it's funny that you mention it because during the pandemic, I've taken to watching a couple specific YouTube channels, and one of them is about aviation. The, the, the guy that runs it, his name is Steve. And I want to think his, I think his last name is like Steve Keneve or Canevo or something. He goes by the name of Steve-O-1 Canevo, and all of his musical trailers that he puts on his videos are outstanding. He's come up with stuff of covers of artists that I've never heard before, that I have, I'm actually listening to new artists doing covers that are just so excellent. Uh, he, one guy's doing... Iggy Pop's Passenger, right? Yeah. And it's a, it's almost done in an Americana way. And it's so See, that's great. my view on covers. It's like, unless you're doing a tribute band or a cover band, why don't you take a good song and try to make it different and do something with it? The Super Suckers cover is a country version of Sail On by the Commodores. But yeah, it's great. yeah. Well, you know who our local master is at doing that. I don't know how he does it. Scott Regan, on his show daily, will go out and find all these different covers that we've grown up with, you know, the Beatles, the Stones, whomever, by all these new different artists. It, it's just outstanding. I started for COVID. I started doing a theme like videos on Facebook and stuff where I would just... Go ahead. No. Whatever. <laughs> He's finding a fly up here. So. Well, you know, one thing I have noticed, though, in the last, I don't know how long, maybe last few years, <clears throat> doing covers is not 
it does not have the stigma that it used to. It used to be like, oh, you can't play your own stuff. Well, now it's become so fashionable to rework songs. Everybody is doing it. I mean, I've heard some really great versions by some of these people you wouldn't think of, of, of twisting a song around. And they do great versions of them. They're what, however they imagine them. And they're really cool because it gives you a different spin on it. And then it, it reinforces that whole thing that a good song is a good song. Right. And a well-written song and I think also Kim Dranham said it perfectly. Well, one time, like, with his band Static Cling, we did White Rabbit and all these different mm-hmm. things. He said, look, I can maybe write three good songs a year, but music's for everybody. And there's so many good songs out there. And isn't it cool, like, think about, like, Watchtower with Hendrix, where I think Dylan even said, that's the way to do it. Yeah, rock it up. But I'll tell you one album this year I really, really liked. This is out the... Brian Wilson just doing his songs on piano. Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Yes, he does all... He's a bunch of his songs just playing keyboard. That's all. Uh Piano standards. And it's incredible. That's cool. I gotta check that out. But locally now, we'll go back a little... Take the pandemic, then coming through, and really, I've just been following, like, first person I'd seen, I used to see her all the time, but saw her, like, once, finally, after, finally, she was back, here's Michaela, who is all over the place and lives in Hudson now. Did she move? She lives in Hudson Valley. Oh. She's touring all the time, but the funny story was, I said, like, there's, I used to always go to her show, it's at the, the Hollow, right, there's the Haunts Hollow, right, in Albany, because the Haunts was in Ithaca, one of the two, I the hollow i get down to pearl street and my car breaks down right on pearl street <laughs> i was gonna go see her <laughs> but yeah she lives in hudson now and she tours all the time so i don't you know before i'd see her like how many times but i've been following like a lot of her, like the new people i know like julia weatherholtz who's getting more and more finding her voice and getting more into like the jazz she really likes mm-hmm. and adriana who's just continuing on very busy but she also plays with public water supply now and she's been doing a lot but otherwise there's sometimes like they'll see something at the little or whatever else and i'll go check it out but i can't really say anymore i know maybird hasn't played much yeah and i think they're playing once this year i know sam's playing a lot more solo did you see the ad that he put on there with uh, sound source yeah oh my god it was hysterical (laughs) what a great great job it was so clever that, the, that they would do it with the background music from Ennio Morricone from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh, yeah. It was it was just a great it's Going back to Italian stuff. <laughs> 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 you said it. How could you, any either of you comment on the local music scene in Rome? I can't. I don't, if, if she doesn't want to comment on whatever's going on, I don't know. I assume the kids listen to the radio. How do they listen? No, they, they? listen to Spotify music. Spotify. Oh, you know what? When Margarita got here, when Margarita, yeah, sure, I can say that. When Margarita got here, I showed her an app that I have that's called yeah, the Radio the Radio Garden. Uh, radio Garden is a worldwide app that uh, just by loading it on your phone, it shows you the globe with green dots, and every green dot is a radio station. That by zooming in on it, we could zoom in on Rome right now, and be playing. Rome. It's just that easy to listen in on a station. So I suppose what we'll do for next time <laughs> is you would... There you go! Like news.
He's given us the news. There yeah, you have it. We have the news from Italy. We have the news from the south of Italy from Sicily. Well, I got really, oh. I got really into world music during lockdown myself too, and I know nothing about it that much. But I just got really into listening to all kinds of world music. You could find some on eighty eight point five. But I have a lot of discs of my own. Yeah. And just getting the beats and the rhythms and awesome, and trying to like distinguish between okay, where does this influence come from? Where does this come from? I was going to ask you: Have you seen or heard of anybody locally doing any experimental electronic avant-garde, anything like that? I haven't. I've been unless I'm missing it. Lately, I even around here, to, yeah, the I only ones I would say aren't from around here are the people like Tom has for his shows at the Bob Shop, but they're not from around here. Right. Well, I'd be interested in seeing some. Uh, of that. I'm sure there are some eclectic people that are off the grid a little bit. I'm I'm trying to think. There was a guy. Well, I belong to a couple groups. Olive, Olive something, or I don't know. I can't think of his name. I, I belong to a couple of groups on Facebook that supposedly, you know, synthesis this and that and, you know, different groups like that, experimental music, but it just seems that there's an interest, but nobody's really doing anything. You know, there's no... Right. Well, I know, like, Dave McGuire. You know David McGuire? That is, it's uh, his husband, husband of... Yeah, it's Kristen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he writes some great stuff. I mean, I've, he plays me some of his stuff every now and then. Is he, it? He's pretty avant-garde. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's nothing out there, really. I think he just does it, like, for... He was... He was playing, doing music for like Park Avenue dance people for a while, <clears throat> but I don't know what he's doing now. But every now and then he'll play me something, and his stuff's always really cool. How many how many bands are you sitting in and with now? Uh, it's dwindled a little bit. Three, four, four. Time band? It's still uh... no, no. I'm doing Brian Lindsay band, Anonymous Willpower. I play with this band called Smokin' Roads, which is like a blues country, like a trio, like Delbert McClinton, and yeah. it's all cover stuff. And then this other cover band, In The Mix, mm -hmm. which does like... Some more party stuff? CMF playlist type thing. Right. Uh, like Pink, uh, Journey, Foreigner, REO, stuff like that. And we play, you know, it's a good band because we've got a great keyboard player, Jeff Hand, and uh, Gary Cummings playing bass. No, I know Gary. So yeah, so it's like it's a good it's a good bunch of people, and there's not a lot of drama, and it's a fun band. Get in, play the gig, get out. Yep, have a great time. You got me on this question though about avant garde locally. I cannot really think of. I any can't new. either. I can't either. I would be hip. You know, it's like maybe if somebody over at CCC that new there's a newish venue over by downtown um, that, that plays on Monday nights. I have friends of mine, it's primarily jazz, but some friends of mine uh, go to that on Monday nights. I would think that they would have something like that. St. Paul where? Like down by Chester, by yeah, Andrew Street? Out somewhere down that in way. about the, where the spirit room is, somewhere down yeah, that okay. way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Where the old Talavera used to be. Okay, yeah. Down that State Street area. Yeah, the CCC. And then the kids, the kids from Eastman Seem to have found a, a home there on Monday nights to go play and, and do their thing. That's cool. I, I know Aaron's found it. He's even shown up to you know to do yes. some of the uh, do the photography and whatnot. No, but I can't think of any like that. I can think Did of I can think of actually the archive ravens. Okay, make sure you get my run it. We're also having like a someone in the studio now. <laughs> you just had a guest. Yes. But no, you mean, you know, but I'm thinking like, 
actually was thinking something about like you know Captain Beefheart was one of the one persons he didn't like to see cover bands. But I guess like how many people are going to play that kind of music? Because like I remember oh, zero. I remember like Zoot Hornarolo in his book. He said we we're going to get together the Magic Band again, but we didn't want to have to learn this stuff again. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Right? And, I, and I've said that about my theory on Prague, where I said, okay, if you're doing like Americana or something, you don't have to be the best musician, but you have to connect with the audience that feel. And Prague is, is like a challenge for a musician. You want to be a good musician, you want to do something, trying to do Prague, you also have to bring up fairy tale characters. Right. But I think if you want to be challenged as a musician to really see how far you go, you do Prague. There's a great band out there called Porcupine Tree. Oh, yeah. They're really cool. I hear them every now and then on the Jim Ladd show on Sirius XM. This stuff is really good. Are they national, local? Yeah, no, they're national. national group? Yeah. But they're really good. It's like the old style, like Genesis sort of, right? Sort of thing? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard of them. Progressive rock. like Yeah. That. Marguerite, what kind of music did you listen to in the house growing up? What did your mother and father play? My my father and my mother doesn't listen to music, but if they have to, they listen like to 80s, 80s or 90s. Okay, so who are the who are the big? I don't even know because I was raising kids during the 80s and 90s. Like who was who was big? Kenny Kenny. Uh, Rogers and stuff like that. I don't know. Okay, Loggins, Loggins and Messina were they? Footloose. What all those bands? What like Journey and all those? Michael, things? what was his name? You Michael? know, I don't know because only like there was actually one list of uh, the top like fifty something albums of the eighties. The only one I owned was like a Tom Petty album. Yeah, right, right. You know, getting back to you're saying about different music and covers and whatnot. I can remember one night <clears throat> we had a gig at um, Iron Smoke. And in the audience was Jack Garner and his wife, Bonnie, oh, wow. right? And he wanted to come out to see. We were playing. We were warming up the Majestics, and then they were on. So we were up there, and we had just learned the cover Goldfinger, which is a very unusual number Surely for a here, rock right? band. Right, yeah, for a rock band to do. We did it instrumentally. We didn't have anybody. But um, we launched it a la... The Tom Petty version. I guess Tom Petty did it in a live concert. And oh, oh, really? Yeah, he did a whole series of different um, hmm. of different covers in a concert series. <clears throat> Excuse me, but at any rate, I didn't know that. We we did this, and I the look on Garner's face. <laughs> I gotta tell you, the, the smile from ear to ear was just it was priceless. Did you ever hear King Crimson's version of "Free as a Bird"? No, it's on, no, I'll send it to you. I just actually you missed my post of it. It's on Vroom Vroom. John Lennon's Free yes. as a Bird. Yes, it's on Vroom Vroom. Now the story goes: if you listen to it, they sort of do, they start laughing at you know whatever happened to. They go like this because I guess Baloo was knew about it. They didn't know the, the lyrics yet because it was just coming out, but he had already known. So this is in the 90s when they were doing the anthology and It's stuff. on Vroom Vroom. It's on their live album. Okay. But it's just, it, because who would you, like you're going to see King Crimson out of all the covers <laughs> you would think that. That would not have been one of them. Right. That, you know, that would not have But been now one this one. is like a question, actually. People have talked to me about this. How would you three, she is, she's out of this one from She's Lucky. <laughs> uh, What's the question? Can you imagine? Okay, when we're we're growing up. All the bands we like and everything. 
Could you imagine one day we'd be sitting here looking like, say, at the Stones or the Who or McCartney playing when they're like almost 80? You know what? What What is your thought about that? You know, my view is two ways. I think I have a view in life that I suppose, you know, you do what you like, helps you stay young. But you don't want to make a fool of yourself, right. too. And I think you have to know, be a good self-critic. Like, I'll say, like, even on this show, we're usually, you know, we might be up here, we might be here. Now, if we ever do a real clinker, I won't even air it. <laughs> but, and you have to be a good self-critic. I think, like, Bob Seger, who, like, I'm not, like, the biggest fan. He's all right. But I guess he quit, like, after 2019. I, <laughs> I guess, like, after 2019, because he just decided he couldn't do it anymore. Like, the whole rigors of touring. Yeah. And I've heard horror stories. Like, I never saw this one. How a friend of mine told me like how bad like BB King was at the end. Yeah. That she's shaking your head. And like some people maybe they go because the name and they want to see the person, maybe pay the respects, but it's like a shell. And yeah. Link Ray, as I've probably told the story before, he had dementia when he was playing and he played well, but he would play the same songs. <laughs> his, his wife had to lead him away by his belt. <clears throat> no chance. Oh my well, I had a talk with Roy Stein last night before they went on, and we were talking the night before they opened up for Pat Travers yeah. in Buffalo. And that's it's big stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. And it was like you said it was it had to be tough because he said it was only maybe a hundred people there. Did the light did <clears throat> the lights go out? <laughs> boom boom. I don't know. He opened for Rainbow. That's bada bing, bada boom. But I don't. The thing is, we got into this discussion about. When do you become a joke? And uh, a parody, and, a parody of yeah, yourself. And, yeah, and and I, because I made some joke. I was, I said, I said, yeah, it's got to be hard, you know, after you've been doing it for so long and you got your face. But I said that's why you find guys in the bathtub with a needle in their arm. You know, I was joking around. Right. But it, you get self-deprecating or whatever. You know, you start to like see yourself. You doubt yourself and all this. And also, he said, never, and I don't want any need because this is a positive show. No, 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 but yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah, no, go But on. he said to his, to the fan base, he's not a joke. To the fan base, he's revered and they show up. And But they, see, that's the whole thing. He had a different take on it, which I thought was very refreshing. And, you know, so that's just, it got me thinking about it. It's interesting because I think, like, and I haven't seen the Stones to write. One of my views is. Okay, they're like sort of a blues rock based band, so it's probably not that tough. Because you imagine, I would think like, now I saw a clip of The Who, and I saw them in 2017. I thought they killed it, they were great. They I were, saw yeah, a recent clip, and I, you know, I just, maybe they caught him on a bad song, but I was just shaking my head going. But you think of like some person I really, really respect is Robert Plant. Right. Because I think a lot of ways, one of the little secrets about why he doesn't do Zeppelin is that he knows he can't hit the notes anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And he seems like, I've heard like his show with Alison Krauss, like Danny was telling me, they said he just, said he just looks like he's having fun. Sure. And there's that Nick Lowe saying about, isn't it great when you look good in the clothes of your age? Yeah. Well, you have to be representative of where you're at. Yeah. If you're trying to pretend you're 25 again, it's it's... it's it isn't going to work, you know. Well, that's true. I mean, we see now these, these, you know, veteran, veteran A-list players, the McCartneys and the Jaggers and the, you know, Keith Richards and all the rest of the folks from Pink Floyd and all those that are still out there playing. It's like, geez, you almost got, you ask yourself, you know, when's it time to 
the voice is gone, this is gone. They're but at still least they still that. have the band. They're not trying to go out there with a bunch of pickup. See, that's what I don't like, and I was talking to Ken before the show. It's like, okay, on this show, we're... I think, unfortunately, we're like a little hipper than now music snobs at time, or I am. I've been called hipper than now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go see what you like, okay? Now, if you're going to go see what you like, why do you want to go see, like, one or two people, like two guys who joined the group with the third album yeah, with a bunch of, right. you know, like Mike Love with his Falk beat, you know. Well, you know, a great example would be, you know, you're spending four or $500 on a ticket to go see the monkeys when it's right. just Mickey Dolan's. Right. Right? right. I know. Spend I like under 20 bucks, go support the zoo. If you you know, want I'm to not see saying the that there's a tour. I don't even know that there is. It's probably not. But I'd I'm rather see him be circus boy. Oh, <laughs> who remembers that? I, you're showing your age. Good. No, but remember, like, I found a quote from Mick Jagger again, cover your ears, Margarita. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I'm not going to be shaking my ass when I'm 40. Well, he's, he's 80 and he's still... <laughs> you don't want him to shake his ass now, trust me. Yeah, right, he's, he's 80 years... I guess he's probably... He's 79. Yeah. They're both 79. Or like like his, M- McCartney does it well, though. I mean, he represents himself well. He can still sing pretty well. He's got a really killer band to, to do all the parts. Oh, you know. he has been with him now for a lot longer right. than... But I, I will were. say, now I'm sure... he likes having a band. Yeah. You know. I'm sure three of us here have seen Dylan before more than once. Maybe. I have never seen Dylan. Okay. The thing about mm-hmm. Dylan, the thing about Bob Dylan is you get him, when, I've seen him when he's been really good, when he's been really horrible, basically. But the last time I saw him, he played at the Auditorium Theater. It was 2018. He was great. And I was thinking to myself, he's like, except for COVID having to shut him down, He he's like 81 now. He's toured every year except like a year, like in the mid like early 80s because he had some health problems. Mm-hmm. Now, my view on that, like Tony Levin, he's going to be playing here again this soon. next week. Yeah, next week, yeah, yeah, and he's seven, he's been on a few albums in his time. Just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> Just a They're couple. hard to find. I actually want to do a show one time about pick albums Tony hasn't actually been on. Right. And and he's like one of my idols. I just think he carries himself well. He's such a for being such a talent, such a humble man. You going to have him on the show? I. I would like to sometime. Well, we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy. I know guys and no guys. <laughs> no, I've been thinking about that, but... It cost you $2. And I really <laughs> just... But the one here, I told you the funny story about him. So the one show, a couple <laughs> shows back, and he always means a lot to me, and I want to tell him, because I actually saw him the night my dad passed away. Oh. His brother. And I went back, but it was like a break, and I was going to tell him that. I actually told him, Tony, last time I saw him, I said, you know, I first time I saw you was like 40 years ago with Peter Gabriel. And here we all are, and we neither of us aged. <laughs> but I had oh. I had him sign his bass clef book, yeah, and yeah, he right. saw it. He goes, "Oh wow, I don't really see these that often." And he goes to me, "Here, I'll sign it. Go sell it." Yeah. <laughs> but I just really admire him. That's the kind of person I want to be. The way he's just so talented. But I was telling myself he's touring. He's like seventy six. I don't think you mind us telling your age. Tony. No, 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 no. Uh, you don't have to do this. I'm sure he's got money. You must enjoy yourself. That's what he does. I had the rare, rare privilege of meeting him uh, at his home a couple of times over the, um, during, it was a Hall of Fame thing where he was donating some of his stuff to the Hall of Fame for uh, a museum exhibit. So at any rate, you know, we went down and had, had the conversations and, and so on. And, and just as... You know, straight a guy as you can imagine. Just I admire him enough, but the one time it was like 
January, there's a church in Penfield. They had a benefit. Mm -hmm. it, the weather was horrible. Like, he lives out by Woodstock or somewhere, I take it. So Correct. We don't want to give his address. No, like it's in Kingston. Well, it's Kingston, <laughs> yeah. New York. It's he drove in. He played. Great show. Talk about, like, avant-garde. He played that one really long song. This is terrible. He stays afterwards. He'll talk to anybody he wants to talk, sign. Yeah. Anybody. And I asked him about his barbershop quartet, and I got to tell him that... I asked him how P Peter Gabriel was doing with the monkeys. <laughs> he tells, likes to tell that story. I don't know. Oh, you, you haven't heard him? He tells no, a lot. No, no, no. Tony says, Peter calls me. Tony, you free? I got a small gig. Just a small little gig you play. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. If, you know, I would, but I'm doing some things. If it's just a little gig, you could do it. So, don't think about it. I turn on the TV. Peter's performing at the Olympics in front of four billion people. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> And he passed up on it. Yeah, because he just Peter, you know, Peter Gabriel like oh, that. Oh, nice, nice. But he yeah. always tells the story about Peter Gabriel working with the monkeys in the studio. <laughs> you know who's also good at that stuff, though? Uh, you know Michael Fronte? I do. You ever seen? We've gone to see him a few times because <clears throat> my girlfriend's son likes him a lot. And his music is very uplifting. He's another one. No, he's, he's good at that stuff. He'll meet with you after. He'll take pictures. He'll do all that stuff. I met Michael Franti on a jam cruise in 2009 in the middle of the Caribbean where everybody was partying their brains out. Right. We were on our way to Belize and he is, he is a really nice guy. Yeah, and you gotta love a guy who was inviting, <laughs> inviting people up to come up and jam. Yeah. You know, the musicians because it's that free kind of... Yeah. He's a, he's a people's music type guy. Now, but here's a guy, like Keller Williams is another one. These two guys, they've been out there forever. Right. And there's probably not ten people that that really, really knows of them, unless I'm not aware of their, their kind well, of fans. Well, you know, if you like to play, you like to play, and you don't really And the other thing that it. would get us, too, is being of our generation in the concerts we've gone to. Like, Ken, the first concert you went to, how much did it cost? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> it was... To be honest with you, it was probably free to me because my buddy's uncle worked at the War Memorial, and he got us in to see Jefferson Airplane. So you missed paying that two bucks, huh? Yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> they were like three no, bucks. I know. Nice when show. Led Zeppelin yeah. played here, Led Zeppelin on their third tour, tickets, I think, were $3 or three fifty. Yeah. Now, what do you think of, like, the prices now? Well, or I was going to say that. You know, we're, we've got these aging musicians out there, and people, Bruce Springsteen yeah, tickets? Cash grab, man. It's what? bad. What? I, had one, I know Kevin Anderson a little bit. He's a science fiction writer, and he lives out by Red Rocks. And he mm -hmm. said he wrote a post. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He wrote a post. He said that, I love Jackson Brown, but I looked at the tickets he's playing. Lowest... Three hundred ninety-eight highest over sixteen hundred dollars. Who's doing? It's That's crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, we charge that to be on this show because we're so popular. That's right. But <laughs> who are you actually trying to get to see? You? Meet and greet yeah. with Greg, four hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just thinking, and I'm just thinking, like, okay, and I'm not going to say don't make. Honestly, do you need all that money? Well, do they even know? Do they even know? Does Bruce did Bruce Springsteen know? now? When I heard Does somebody Paul McCartney know, somebody that? wrote a post on the post saying, "Don't let them make excuses. They know what the prices are, and they make the prices." Now I don't know enough to talk I about that. I don't know. I don't either. I but really like Bill, don't. there was a snotty. Mark, I had to be snotty one time. I'm, I try not to be. You know, social media is insane. Mm -hmm. But somebody put a post about Billy Joel that said, 
okay, Billy Joel's concerts, he always keeps the front row open. I did see that, yeah. Because he doesn't want to see... And I wrote, like, saying, well, Billy, why don't you just charge less so every people can sit in the front row? Right, right. I don't see a need for... Unless somebody has totally lost their millions and fortunes and they need to charge five, six, eight... And I don't know what Elton John's charging. No clue. But isn't it just surreal, though, like that a lot of... I think think you have a lot of hands in the pies. Ticketmaster and all those guys. We're seeing photos today of, you know, Beatle tickets from 65 and 66 and whatever. Five and six dollars. Yeah. But, you know, there's one thing about the Beatles, and I say, like, if I was asked any band I could see in the 60s, I probably wouldn't have gone to see them because the show stunk because so many people were screaming and everything. But uh, what are your first impressions of Rochester putting you on the spot again? (laughs) You, for me. Yeah. Not for us. We've been here. <laughs> I don't know. I went to Rochester three days ago. The Rochester downtown. You still want to stay? Yeah. Okay. That, we're doing good. And I want <clears> to <throat> stay more than four months. So you have not <laughs> introduced it to the horrible thing everybody just... I literally win would do a Zoom. Steve's daughter. She's super nice. What does one of my panelists say? When you're in town, she played at Abilene. What is the thing she has to do when she's in Rochester? You know it. Garbage plate? Yes. Garbage plate. <clears throat> Why? Yeah. Thank <laughs> Why? you. Thank you. You're my Why? It's a food thing. My first it's thing was I told thing. and I told it's my friend thing. like out of all the things in Rochester, you have to tell her that. You know, we have like artisan works, we have music, we have museums. Eastman Theater, right. Eastman right. Theater. Yeah. Take her around Collins. Yeah, no, we did we did a walk around uh, downtown uh couple of days ago and I brought my green. But would that be a thing because you grew up in Italy like I actually thought like one like Alyssa when she was in town, like for take or actually one of my friends from Texas was in town played at uh Avalon. I'm thinking, okay, they you eat this stuff all the time at home. Would you want to try something different? No. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, no. I want no. to try American things. She's been having American. Last night we went Garbage to right. Dinosaur <laughs> Yeah, we went to Dinosaur Barbecue. Hey, are they ever going to have live music back again? I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think so. Right? What, uh, what's going on? I don't know. I just asked that the other day. I was at rehearsal. We were talking after I... And I have one other weird question. bands in a while. I've been, I have yeah. one other little weird question. I've just been... It's on my mind because of Pat Thomas, who's a music critic, who's been on. And he was going on about black vinyl. Mm-hmm. And we have all these different... Now, any album I get, like the last albums I've gotten, they're all some kind of color or something interesting vinyl. Any thoughts? Do you really care... I've got I've got one. Now, did you get it on per- just because you wanted it? You I, wanted it was it. It was special to me on several different levels. As David Bowie, David Bowie narrating Peter and the Wolf Prokofiev. Oh, excellent! David Bowie narrating Prokofiev, Peter and the Wolf on RCA green vinyl. I bought it. I mean, come on. Well, you know, for me, I said my first record, I saved my Paperboy money, went down to Gold Circle, and got the Beatles 67 to 70, the Blue Album. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but just how cool is it even yeah. now to hear, to hear Bowie going through the narration of it. And then there was the duck, you know, and quacking in the pond as the fox came going. You know, that would be, I mean, that's it's just something. so cool. Just not so your William Shatner Christmas album. I'll no, tell you it's that. not. It <laughs> is totally. But not. Greg, any thoughts on that? On what? <laughs> <laughs> do you care? Actually, do you really care? Like, if you were going to buy an album, I don't know if you buy albums. But say you were. What's the last? What was the last album you bought? The Bitter Honey album. Huh. The CD. You know, I, go I, ahead, ask me. Ask me the question. 
was the last album you bought? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you sitting down? <laughs> Yesterday. No, I bought, it's a local band that was with uh, Paul Dodd, Peggy Fournier. What was the name of the, oh my God, what was the name of the Margaret band? Ex no. no, before Margaret Explosion. Oh. The person, person, personal effects. Yes. Personal effects. I got a copy, vinyl, personal effects, precious from back in the day. I will do a shout out to my good friend Sean McVeigh. He's been on the King Buffalo. They're on the road again. Now if you want, it's not avant-garde, but if you want like space rock, mm -hmm. mix of everything, you should check them out. And their new album, Regenerator, I got that, but it has a white bone cover. Like with, yeah. They do all like space motifs. But see, now I would have bought that if it was just plain. And I actually got the Stones at the album Combo, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. And I have the Stevie Ray at Album Combo. That's really and good. it's really good. And I left the best part of the album actually is I think the song with Billy Preston's the best song, Memory Motel. But the best thing is when Mick's introducing the band, he goes, "There's Charlie in the drums." And Charlie, he doesn't like this stuff. He just plays for the money. He's a jazz musician. I got a quick question for for the three of you, Greg. We'll start with you. Yeah. Your least favorite, and you don't have to go into any kind of big X, but something that you just really don't care to listen to. A band, it could be a singer, whatever. I just don't care for that. Anything coming to mind just straight up? Other Billie than, Eilish. Other than, yeah, Billie uh, Eilish. You know, other than rap. That's Greg's. That's our big thing. <laughs> not a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I mean... Stuff that actually just like makes me want to shut out, shut it off, something, or something. Something that everybody else seems to just relish, and you kind of go, mm, "I don't get it, right?" Yeah, I don't get it. I'm gonna say for me, right, Janis Joplin. Really? Oh wow! I, you know, I just there's nothing there for me that isn't intriguing. About I would almost say Jefferson Airplane. I, you know, I love her story. Her story is tragic. Yeah. I mean, from growing up. Okay, I got one. I don't want to. Now, again. Okay, who, who is it? She's probably really nice. Ooh. I don't know her, but Susan Tedeschi. Oh, Tedeschi Trucks? More her. And now, I just, I think it's just generic, sort of. And I know she's probably a sweet person. A lot of people like it. I just don't get it. Andy's going to. Mine is Wings. As wings. much as I love Paul McCartney, yeah, yeah. I don't I get hear wings. wings, and it's just like wow. it does absolutely did, nothing for right. me. Right? Why did you? There's a couple of good tunes yeah. in there. We're listening yeah. to Andy Keller, our generally. engineer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is now. No, 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 no wait a minute. Come on, come on, come on. This is now. My place to you. You go take care yeah. of the controls you know, and let him sit. Okay, down. I'll leave. We'll, we'll end like with this question. Sort share, of like I share that with. That's sort of like the same. Is there any uh, artist? The songs are too sappy. <laughs> we got Great. we got our moderator talking. Is there any? Okay, I'll just we'll I'm end sorry. with this question. Is there? No, oh, don't apologize on the show. Is there any artist that you? Okay, I'm not you've never got into, but as you got older, you got into. And I'll start the person I didn't get into for a long time, but now I love and personally. Okay, you know. Separate the personal from the oh. music. Van Morrison. That's a great question. Yeah, I guess... Because at first, yeah. I don't know if it was the voice or something, but then all of a sudden I got into his Astral Wheels and Tupelo Honey, and I love it. I you know, know. Now, now I'm kind of circling back. When I was younger, it was Black Sabbath. You didn't I get it? I didn't get it. It was loud to me. It was too doomy Dark. and this and that. But now I listen to him, brilliant. I think it's I get great. That. You know I my theory it, yeah. on that though, because like I didn't really like some bands like that, and like some 
because when we were younger, I think our attention spans weren't as good, and we didn't really appreciate. You have to well, know. I don't okay, know. like I've well, I've always said, like if you're going to read Ulysses, don't read it till like forty. Read, you know, read all the Odyssey and everything else. I think you have to grow and appreciate in terms of music and get to the point where you can appreciate all these different things. Or like a song that might be like twenty minutes, where before you're like, you know. But you know what I love about those old albums, especially something like Black Sabbath and and Van Halen and those things. The drums sounded like drums. You know, Bill Ward's drum sure. sound was Before great. Before all the electronics. Yeah, and it was like it wasn't, they weren't overproduced and it was just there, you know. But I think I kind of agree with Andy with the Wings thing only because, as brilliant as he is, the songs are just too sappy and, and, and you know, with a little luck and silly love songs. I mean, they're great and you can hum along to them and they're, they're, they're obviously were hits, but they're just without. Without the acerbic attitude of John Lennon, I don't think his writing holds holds up. Yeah, you okay. I mean, that's, that's what made the Beatles the Beatles was because they had that that black and white. Right, right, yeah, right, right. You know, but I mean, I'm, I shouldn't say he's not a good writer. He's a great writer. But Plus, also, a lot of people don't. He's such a talented musician; yeah. he can play anything. True. Right. Right, but, that, but they needed that. that. I think John. Sometimes John could be too stark, even though I love like Plastic Uno Band, and the, right. but where Paul could just be too sappy. Yeah, but stick them together. Paul yeah. likes to tell stories. He likes to tell like little fairy tales. Well, you could see the people person in him. Yeah. For, you know, we'll get back to the the, the three part documentary. Get back where you could see the snarkiness coming out in Lennon all the time. Yeah, I mean, unrelenting, always. In, and McCartney trying to put it back together again and keep everybody on track, and you could tell right. he was the great, you know, uh, the glue, right? The glue, if you will, to keep things on track and moving forward. But uh, but the perfect, like I've told the John Lennon story many times, is the story I heard from a person where he saw John Lennon in New York and he and he signed his album. He walks away, he didn't notice it. He signed to Paul McCartney. Yeah. Andy you have something to add? While we're on the Beatles, I just heard the next album that Giles Martin is going to remix and oh, yeah. is going to be What's revolving. Now? Oh, oh is sweet. he? Yeah, it's supposed to come out this fall. His, his remixes are great. Yeah, because he doesn't really change the sound of He just finds things that were buried, mainly. But, like, I listened to the. Have you heard the Pepper, Sergeant Pepper? Oh, yeah. Mr. or benefit of Mr. Kite when you hear the Calliope sequence, yeah. he finds all these other sounds that were in there that he, wow, where did that come from? Even for this stuff it's, just to get cleaned it's so up. It's cool, amazing. yeah. Paul, Paul played that live when I saw him. This oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Wow, the show's yeah. special. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Fab Foe? No, not live. The Fab Foe is coming to the egg in a couple of the first week in November. I've seen him three or four times there. The egg. It's in Albany. It's Albany. It's Albany. Oh, the egg. Uh, I forget what the oh. name of the the real name of the building is. They call it. That the was egg. Andy Calibers. But at any rate, um, <laughs> these guys come in and they will do what the Beatles couldn't do. They'll huh. recreate. Oh, the, okay. Um, oh, that's cool. Oh, they're very cool. But they're using all of today's right products. That's what they said about turning it to get an orchestra. But actually, I picked one up. I couldn't help myself. Elton John's real first album, Regimental Sergeant Zippo. Wow. Which is like a take on it's like six it's like when he's twenty and it's I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Was he still Reggie Dwight then or was he Well he just <laughs> released it now, but I mean I'll give it a three out of five, but you can just tell he's trying to be of the era. It's psychedelic, it's harmless. Yeah. But this is actually this has been fun in its own weird way. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed having you talk well, about off the cuff. Yes. Yeah. 
And thank you, Margarita, for being on. Cacchiarona. Tutta cacchiarona. Say arrivederci now. Arrivederci. Hey, all right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, where are you going to school, actually? Aguinas. 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 You went to Aguinas, didn't No, you? I went to one that's not around anymore, Mooney. <laughs> Mooney, okay. I gotta say, I love her. I love her accent. It's great. Yes. Yes. My English accent. No, your your Italian accent. By the time you the semester's over, your you can English come accent. back. You can host the show in all Italian. Hey, you have the go. confidence. But go. and you're just hanging Ooh, around, doing what you're doing, <laughs> taking pictures, yes. having fun. You can just hanging around. Oh me! Just oh, I thought you were bumming around yeah, like Dean Martin. Um, yeah, yeah. Just uh, taking things in, watching the wheels. Sitting here watching the wheels go round and round. I think we both had like our near death experiences, so it makes you appreciate. <laughs> You're like you're walking. We could have been like instead of the Grateful Dead, we could do a two man do the Walking Dead, <laughs> walking the, the almost dead. I'm, I'm waiting for the the Rolling Stones steel wheelchair tour. That's what I'm waiting. Oh for. man. <laughs> So we have a big oh, treat today. <laughs> Greg is going to unleash his musical talent. No, not live. He's got a tape. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually a song I wrote in the 80s with uh, my friend Dave Costello. And uh, we resurrected it for the Anonymous Full Power Band, and it's called Pretty Words. So if Pretty Andy can words. grab it off the thing I sent him. Yeah, it's a, nice. basically a song about about somebody that's on the road and you meet somebody and they give you the old BS story about, oh, I'll wait for you and this and that. And little by little, they fade away. There you go. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, like in this, we always love to come back, Ken, as always, because there's always stuff to talk about. Love to. We need to get Julia back on, Grace. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And Grace, is, I asked Grace recently because she's in New Mexico all the time. Do you see Turquoise down no, there? We, they, no, we got to get back on Mona. Yeah, Mona. I just Mona. saw her on Mona Saturday. Said she needs because she has got her finger on the pulse of what's happening, not only with the music, but with the, a lot of the other arts and, and, and media that's going on. Locally. Oh, I'd be glad to. Yeah, and I oh, I just thought of somebody else too that would be a good, 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 good guest. Oh. I'll tell you off air. Oh, good. Okay. I have a. Pr I've if been we, you mean Taylor Swift? It. I mean, she'd like to, but I've been recognized so much as her. She doesn't want to be photographed with me because people can't tell us apart. I'm often, oh, I'm often asked, for, you know, because it's our birthdays the same day. Oh, so I'm often asked for selfies. And I got annoyed for a while, but now I just like, I just take them. Just do it. If yeah. you get Billie Eilish, I'll be very nice to her. I'll lay out the red carpet. I like, I like Billie Eilish too. I I actually heard a couple things and it, it is seen, pretty good. I just don't like the way she became famous. No, I don't no, like no. that whole bedroom thing. Okay, did you see her yeah. on the uh, <laughs> my the David Letterman's latest YouTube thing that he's doing? No. You all know my next guest or my next guest is? No. He does these real intimate one-on-one -on -one interview conversations. Okay, I'll have to look into that. She, because of COVID, she did the interview with David in her house and with her brother. Right. I am telling no, you. No, you want one. You want one. Check out her on the Hot Wings Challenge. I saw that oh, she, too. And she's just so she's burpy. <laughs> she's like wow. she's like a teenager. What a what a what a great personality when she was not ostentatious. She was just a really good kid. I guess I got I got I'm getting confused with her gothy image and yeah, the whole no. depression thing and and her the whole writing songs in your bedroom and all of a sudden you're famous. I mean I don't know. There's something else going on there and that's why I don't like her. 
Well, her brother also is. Yeah, he was the probably the guy that probably did all really the, put. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's a lot of that. Too. But I, I don't know. I just I, I guess I jumped to conclusions. And I'm not going to profess to know what's going on with the Utes. The so. Utes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want to. It's know. a different world right now. I mean, it you is. can do it that way, and that maybe I'm just jealous. Yeah. Who knows? A lot of it, like I'll the admit. world, you know, the world goes like the scene from Back to School where Rodney hires Kurt Vonnegut and the teacher says, I'm disappointed that you had somebody write your paper. And even worse, the person didn't know Kurt Vonnegut. That's reality. <laughs> and on that, we could probably do three or four other shows, but I will bid you adieu. Adieu. That's okay. adieu. 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 See you later. You see?